0: Hi, this is Dan. And this is Joe. And this is Enough Room.
1: (laughs) Thanks for joining us again. Before we um, started recording, we were just chatting about um, the recent news about the Pope Mm. coming out in support of the L's, the B's, the G's and the T's. Um, (laughs) And just how amazing that is to see some leaders. Uh, now granted he's come out in support of same-sex unions. Mm. Um, I think it's a huge step yeah. um, anyway mm. uh, for the gay agenda as <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't and this is just like out there, but if you had, and, and I'll get you guys to all give me one item each, but let's say if there was a gay agenda or if you were, <laughs> if someone told you you have to come up with the gay agenda, what would be one item you'd have on it? Uh, let's start with, uh, who wants to start? Do you want to start, Nigel? No. <laughs>
2: no. <laughs> no, bad, oh, it's
3: a hard one. Mm. Um I think I think the first item on the gay agenda would be so just just don't treat don't treat a gay person as a different person the minute you find that the person is gay it's still the same person that you knew before you 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 knew about the sexual mm.
1: um yeah I love that yeah I'll put that on my agenda. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Uh...
0: <laughs> oh, um, on the agenda, what's uh, world peace? Oh, <laughs> oh, no, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I think uh, what would be on the agenda for me? Uh, I, I think really just, I guess, seeing a place for the queer community in Christianity. Mm. Um, and it just open doors and an understanding that I mean, going on from what Daniel said, it people are no different. So I think just having a um, having no difference in their ability to worship God and be a part of the mm. the church of God either. Um, and uh, yeah, so I think that's probably the
1: way. Mm. yeah. Nigel, did you want to have another go? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh my goodness! You can do it. Oh look, I just think, for me, it, it just it's it's too it's too big. This it just shouldn't be a thing. Yeah, it shouldn't be a factor anymore. Um, oh. that would be my gay agenda. Is is it, like, the same as what Daniel said? It doesn't influence anything in regards to decision making about me. Yeah. Just just like the skin color shouldn't make a difference, neither should your sexuality.
1: I'm, I'm listening to you all. And when I asked that question, I had a totally different idea in my mind.
2: <laughs> and I'll tell you
1: what my one item for the gay agenda is. <laughs> um, I think Dan will be able to pick up on this, but it's to make it mandatory that everyone has to either start their day. No, let's go mandatory. Everyone has to start and finish their day with Britney Spears music. Okay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh my goodness! I love your agenda. You're that's, that's, that's <laughs> <good>. <laughs> see,
1: see, here we
0: are going down this serious route of changing <laughs> the world.
3: You should have had a Oh, <laughs> but, but I think that would be conflicting because I would say uh, Lady Gaga instead of um, Britney Spears. So. Uh, maybe we can I alternate. Yeah, I'm sure there's a I mute button somewhere. We- <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: We'll give people a bit of choice. They can choose either Britney Spears or Lady Gaga. I like I that. I vote.
3: That. <laughs> good, good, good. We'll oh,
0: go yeah.
3: with
1: that. We'll yeah. go with that. Yeah, yeah I, I just find it, I mean, jokes aside. Jokes aside. Um, it is interesting, and this is something you touched on, Daniel. Um, how people often, I get, I guess, put the two together. Um, our sexuality and our expression of being gay Mm. and sex. Mm. Mm. And I just find it so interesting how the church is sometimes just so obsessed with sex. Mm. Um, And I guess maybe society in general, well, Mm. not in sex, but with gay sex. Mm. Um, Anytime anyone says, oh, I'm gay one thing that they start thinking about which is kind of disgusting mm. but um
2: yes anyway there's a there's a bizarre entitlement mm. around discussions of sexuality that for some reason it's okay to suddenly pry into someone's life in an incredibly um a personal invasive way yeah mm um you know there there are things that you would never normally discuss with someone <laughs> yeah like i would never want to know about anyone's sex life and yet mm. for some reason there's a, like a no holds bar when it comes to discussing um a, a gay person's sexuality and yeah like you said, like that disgusting obsession of just going down that path. It's it's bizarre. I find it really, really bizarre.
3: Hmm. I think it's uh, a funny thing is that I realized that as much as the the church and everyone says that they don't have prejudice, they still have a lot. And I was talking to a friend another day, and he was telling me that his grandma, he was the most sweet, lovely, cute old lady she was i think 90 but she was super racist <laughs> and he was like she's she's so amazing but she's super racist and she for her like women has her place and and the, the men's have like priority And she has all <laughs> these things and he was like i tell her i'm like grandma you've been racist grandma this is not right and, and and he he was like but she just don't get it she just she just don't understand. And, and as much as I tried to tell her, she just cannot see it. And I was like, hmm, that that's interesting. I think some people, they don't get it. They don't get it at all. And I wonder if they will ever get it unless they have a, like a, Personal
2: like a, a
3: connection. son, like a someone very yeah. close, someone that they they cannot uh, ignore it they cannot ignore you know they have to mm. accept and they have to love and they have to ask the questions that they want to ask and, and 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 get like comfortable with the subject
0: i think it it's interesting how how often i think people have this this picture in their mind of what it means to be gay and what it looks like to be gay And it's almost like as soon as they hear someone is gay, they totally lose sight of who that person actually is and who they know them to be. And they suddenly think they're going to become that, whatever that is. Yeah. Um, And I I remember, you know, growing up and, and seeing in the media and just sort of, I guess, building this picture in my mind of what it meant to be gay. And when I thought about that idea and compared it to who I was, I knew I wasn't gay because that wasn't me. Mm. Um, and it's interesting how even for me, I had to sort of get through that and realise, no, I am gay. I'm just my natural version of being gay. Mm. Um, mm. And I, I think, Daniel, you're, you're so right. It's it's about people not allowing themselves to put aside those preconceived ideas and these these images that they built up in their mind and just allowing themselves to get to know and understand the person as an individual Mm. and know that when someone comes out as gay, when someone shares that part of themselves that really is just them being open and honest,
3: that
0: doesn't change who they are. It doesn't change their personality. It doesn't change their likes and their dislikes. It doesn't change their behaviours or anything. Mm. It's really just, it's actually them being honest about something that has been true their whole life. So the uh, the idea that they think now that someone's being honest their whole life previously was a lie and that the people that they've known and loved for years is suddenly gone, it's it's just, it's yeah, I, I, I don't understand how people kind of think that way, but unfortunately I think so many do and I, I think it, it would be it seems to make all the difference in the world when people do actually, um, as, as we said, are actually forced to think about this and process this because someone close to them um, comes out as gay or, or um, forces them to think differently and realise, oh, these are actually real people. There's a real people that are part of my inner circle
3: my speech when I when I was coming out to my close friends, I was like, the same Daniel you knew yesterday is the same Daniel today, but now it's the Daniel that you know more about. It's not a Daniel that is hiding stuff. And is, it's a, a true Daniel. Um, and one thing that came clear to me when I had that process was that people still think that you can choose to not be gay Mm. that people still think that you can decide that you're gay or not. Yeah. And you can choose to be heterosexual and just, just live your life. Yeah. And I was like, that's not an option. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you like it's, uh, it's, that's not right because I have this since ever and I can tell you that I tried. Yeah. Um, because I thought that I shouldn't, but as you can see, it never worked. Because I am still single, <laughs> and I definitely don't see myself getting married uh, with like a a girl. Uh, and I tried. I can. I promise you, I tried. But it just doesn't work. I cannot change. I cannot tell you to to be gay today if you're not gay. It would be the same thing. It just wouldn't feel right. It would just be very weird.
2: I. I honestly think that this is um it's a symptom of what already exists on the church um it's just a more confronting confronting symptom yeah. and this attitude towards the L- lgbtq plus and the behavior um towards that this community from uh, the christian community at large, is is a sign of what, of the culture of the church underneath and yeah. a, a sign of the culture of the church at every level because a big, a huge part of my ministry I found and the most important and I think what also made the biggest difference was normalizing life in a christian context
0: yeah yeah
2: wow so so rather than having this christian version of the world and then a world version of the world mm. or of yourself and the of christian version of yourself and a worldly version of yourself helping people come to the understanding and realization that the you in the shadows is actually the same you um within Jesus Christ. Mm. Because we we have this this thought that when we come to God, he only takes the good mm. part of us. Yeah. And so we we come to him and we've picked out what we think is the good part and we give that part of ourselves to God and we present that part of ourself within the christian sphere or or world um but what god actually wants is he wants the real you the whole you the you that no one else sees because that's the person he actually came and died for and saved
0: Mm -hmm.
2: and if you could be good enough on your own if you could look good enough be good enough um do good enough on your own, then he didn't need to come and die on the cross for you. Mm. But there's, so a big part of my ministry is, as, as, as a past pastor was almost um, bringing down the office of the pastor, the position, mm. the stature, and yeah. trying to remove these, these steps and levels and layers and versions that people think that exists you know there's the pastor on the top and then there's the elders and then there's the sabbath school leaders or whatever or the deacons and then um you're at the bottom and for some reason the pastor is more saved than i am the pastor is closer to god the pastor has more power in his prayers the pastor has more faith there's something special and different about the pastor to what i am Mm. and um helping everyone feel safe to be truly themselves and it's something that we just say over and over and over again so it sort of loses its power this stuff but um that conversation and that lesson was the biggest part because the reason why lgbtq is so confronting to someone is that it's it's not private yeah Um, you didn't you didn't keep that part of yourself to yourself yeah and now i can see it and now i'm confronted with it and now I have yeah. to accept that you're not just this veneer. You are this whole person with, with layers in different parts of yourself. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm not I'm. I'm not saying that being gay is bad because I, I don't actually believe that. It's <laughs> not.
0: Yeah.
2: It's not, but it's... Um, it's perceived that way. Yeah, yeah. And that, that perception coming into um, head, you know, banging into the um, the perception of that perception of it being bad, clashing with it being exposed or coming into the light, yeah, mm. really confronting for people. Yeah. And it's a symptom of what happens at every level because yes. mm. it's the same with single mums or divorced people or, or drinkers mm. or smokers or, um, yeah, and so there needs to be, a big part of what my ministry was, was de-institutionalizing or deeducating people and re-educating. And it was a journey that we all had to go on together of yeah. truly accepting that you can baptize a gay person and they can be your youthful. And that was a really cool thing that happened in our church, that you can um, appoint, you can ask um to be deacons Mm. you know that helping people realize that we're all on our journeys and we hear this again Mm. we're all on our journeys and regardless of where you are on your journey you're not more saved or less saved than anyone else
0: Mm.
2: and the same robe of righteousness on your back is the same robe of righteousness on my back and the same kingdom that you stand in is the same kingdom that I stand in so therefore, why am I suddenly more qualified to do God's work than you?
0: Yeah, I think it's, it's interesting, um, as Joe was talking about earlier, we've been listening to this series about just looking at Revelation, but maybe from a bit of a different perspective. And it's interesting how there's just sort of this common theme of, um, I guess, this idea of, of, of the truth of who Christ is being about unity and, um, I guess everyone being on equal plane mm. and um, at this almost this humanitarian perspective, mm. um, being there for the oppressed, for the downtrodden. Mm. And I'm just, you know, I'm hearing what you're saying and it's just, it's just making me think, you know, it's interesting how the church has this focus on unity, but for them unity is about everyone believing the same thing and behaving the same way. It's uniformity, um, and,
2: uniformity yes.
0: and conformity. And whereas what I'm hearing in what you're saying is this sense of unity where everyone can be behaving differently, that everyone believes in the same God. Yes. And everyone has this same, um, I guess, relationship with him in the sense that we're all sinners. Absolutely. We're all fallen. We all have this baggage and this stuff that we're dealing with. Yes but we all have the same God who has redeemed us. Yes. Freak. Yes. And and that to me is just this. I was just Mm -hmm. listening to you thinking, wow, what a beautiful picture of what church could be. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Enough Room.
1: We'll be dropping another episode in about a week's time. So until then, follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook. Till next time. Bye.